Welcome to the Notespire Music Artist Insight Podcast, giving you a unique insight into the music and ministries of independent Christian artists. Here's your host, Paul Gibbs. Thank you very much, Bob. Oh, my friends, we have got a great one here today for you on the Artist Insight. We're talking to Justin Reyna. Justin was born, let me give you just a little bit before we bring him in here. He was born in, he's been, this guy's been around. He's born in Texas. All right. He grew up in Pennsylvania, and now, uh, let's see, he spent some time, uh, he, well, he's in, he's in Tennessee now. I'll let you let you let him tell you the rest. He's uh, He is a uh, award-winning percussionist, a composer, producer, pianist, performer, dance choreographer, stuntman, we'll get him to talk about that, acrobat, you can talk about that too, tumbler, husband, and father. We're talking to Justin Reyna. Justin, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. So, uh, I don't know where to start. <laughs> I don't know where to start, Justin. You have you have been around and you've got so much uh, stuff going on. Um, so, where do we start? I mean, let me go to your website here. Uh, you said you were born in Texas. You grew up in Pennsylvania. I, I like this. Let's start back here. You began tumbling when you were eight years old. You know, a lot of us tumbled a lot when we were eight years old, but I don't, not quite like you did. Said you were inspired by watching West Side Story, and you began playing the drums at age eleven. So, I I guess let's just start back there. What uh, what brought all that on? Um, well, like a lot of young uh, kids, um, I had a lot of energy. And not a lot of experience to know how to control it or what yeah. to do with it. <laughs> there we and, go. And um, some outside sources kept telling my mother that, like, I was ADD or ADHD and stuff. But uh, my mother uh, was of the ilk, like, don't medicate kids. Don't medicate kids. And yeah. so she would challenge me with things like, Justin, how fast can you run around the house five times, you know, and try to get some of my, my energy out. Um, and so, you know, she sent me outside um a lot and um like it says i i was watching west side story it was the first time i had ever seen anyone jump backwards over their own head mm. and so one of these times i was outside running around doing stuff um i started just you know kind of trying to throw my my body around and um trying to to figure this thing out uh one of my gym coaches uh in third grade saw my propensity and then asked me to stay after gym class um, during the gymnastics section of gym class, like when schools used to do that. And, um, you know, spotted me on a back handspring at the time. I didn't know what it was and I didn't know I was supposed to use my hands. Uh, so okay. <laughs> I, I just kind of flipped Whoops. and learned, learned my back handspring and uh, kind of went on from there. Eventually, I actually found myself in a gymnastics facility um, taking like recreational classes for a little bit. And then, you know, later on just kind of being surrounded by it, I'm kind of like a monkey see monkey do monkey teach kind of person. Mm. So like if I see it, my brain somehow interprets it and it's like, Oh, this is what I have to do for my body to feel like that. You know, um, when I see something. So, um, that, that was kind of that. But along with all of that energy, uh, kind of fast forwarding to 11 years old and, you know, the whole music and, and drumming started um, while I was out in the neighborhood flipping around in the baseball field and whatnot. Um, one time I broke curfew and got grounded. Hmm. 
And my mother, she played the flute and she was in community band where we were at the time. And um, my stepdad, who I grew up with, was away at work and being grounded, I was not allowed to be by myself. Always had to be under supervision. So I had to go with her to community band, sit in the back of the church while they practiced. And two of the drummers there saw me sitting. And this was the summer actually before eighth grade. And they said, hey, um, do you want to play? I said, I have no idea how to play the drums mm. being a community band they were doing a lot of susa marches so it was very you know kind of two feel boom 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 yeah um they hand me this big bass drum mallet and they say every time the conductor's hands move hit that drum so there i was staring at him watch his hands go side 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 boom 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 and then one of the the drummers was actually going into ninth grade um, later became one of my best friends. His name's Kevin, uh, said, Hey, do you want to go to band camp tomorrow? Cause this was a Sunday night band camp was starting Monday morning. I was like, what is band camp? Well, the rest as they say is history that I was on the field holding cymbals, oh, eventually just some drumming lessons and so on and so forth. Um, and so kind of like one thing led to the next and they bounced off of each other. Cause actually our drum major that year was a former gymnast. So he would tumble on the field. So I learned some things for him and ended up going to his gym for further development. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, and there's a lot more details, but I'll, I'll yeah. try to keep it, okay. <laughs> it well, a little it, bit concise. As you, as, you, as, you, as you relate that, I'm thinking, wow, it just seems like God just put all these things in place and opened these doors for you. But he he really has, uh, and it's it's interesting. The Bible says like there will be that moment of revelation, yeah. And it's it's really fun to like look back and realize that at the time I didn't realize what was going on, but to be able to see how things were patterned, like introduce this, then put him in this situation where yeah. he'll meet this person, and then the, like it's really you know what I call God's math or God's calculator. Like there's no calculus that could orchestrate things the way he does. And Amen. I'm one of so many millions and billions of people on the planet and he's doing that for everyone. Like that's, yeah. If we just, if we will just notice, take a, take a pause and just look back. Yeah. So, uh, Hey, you guys that are listening, uh, I hope that you're paying attention here because you know, I, uh, and we'd love to hear from you if you would, uh, if you, you look, you look back and say, Oh, you know what? That is, that's exactly that's true, and Justin, I can say the same thing. I'm sitting here in Pennsylvania because I, you know, God took uh, some stuff and worked it all out, and here I am talking to you today because you know some things happened and God opened some doors and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, He certainly certainly does that. Um, so you have got an interesting uh, mix, uh, a weave, if you will, of of the. Um, the gymnastics, the dance, and all that physical stuff. I'm not quite sure how to uh, categorize all that, put a word to it. But and, Performing and, arts. Performing arts, thank you. It all, it all comes together with the music and all of all of that. Um, so would you say your, your primary um, musical gift is drumming? Or would you say, because I know you said you, you've, you've, it says you taught yourself piano, and I'm sure you play a bunch of other instruments as well. Well, honestly, um, I would say that my primary musical strength, believe it or not, is actually composing. Is composing. Um, mm. I, I write and hear 
creations, you know, and, and uh, rightly so. I'm connected to the, you know, the master of all creation, right? Mm. Like, and we're made in his image. So to have that, like, it doesn't surprise me that he has that. That's him speaking through me. That's not me. But um, I, I hear and write and create and compose way better than I actually play instruments. Um, but yes, otherwise, I am the most technically trained as a as a drummer and most specifically non-pitched percussion whether yeah. it's drum set or marching percussion or hand yeah. percussion you know i went to school for music theory composition at university of tennessee and so i know how to read notes and pitches and and keyboard uh, mallet instruments and things like that um but it's not it's not what i'm primarily trained in you know I so see. my my percussion awards are like snare solo you know in a marching band or a, sorry a drum corps circuit yeah um kind of kind of stuff wow um yeah so composing um and, and we'll get into that in just a second but i want to want to just go, go touch back touch go back and touch on uh what led you to tennessee uh you went to uh westchester university in pennsylvania uh, Garden State Circuit Individual and Ensemble Competition on Snare Drum. You won that. Uh, 2007, you were auditioned. Uh, you auditioned and you were cast as a lead drummer in the Impact Effect Drumming Show and the Velocity Tumbling Show. Uh, wow, and it goes on and on. But then in 2009, you ended up in Tennessee. Tell us about that. Yeah, so all, all of those things um, actually are connected. My tumbling uh, background led me like right out of high school to start coaching. Mm. Fast forward, you know, a, a couple of years and I was working at a gym in Harrisburg um, called Artistic Sports Academy Plus. Shout out to Barry Matter, one of my, my mentors in, in that realm and as a coach. Um, side note, I ended up coaching for about 22 years, um, having, you know, retired about a year and a half ago okay. uh, from coaching tumbling full time. And um, while I was working at his gym, one of the office managers also worked in the entertainment department of Hershey, uh, Hershey Park. And she knew that this drumming and tumbling show were coming in and she knew what I did. And so she said, hey, you have to go try out for this. So I went and tried out for it. Both of the shows were actually vended um, by Hershey Park mm. through a company called SRO or Standing Room Only, which is um, – uh, their their home base is in Bernie, Texas, like right outside of San Antonio. So uh, I got into to those two shows. Um, I did the subsequent shows the following year. So that was 2007, 2008. I was also auditioning for shows in New York at the time, uh, Blue Man Group, Stomp, um, you know, make it past the drumming. Oh, okay. no, pro no problem. Yeah. Didn't make it past Blue Man Group's acting audition at the time. Okay. Uh, I wasn't a good actor. Um, you went the wrong color, were you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you show up in an orange uh, suit, that's just not going to work, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, but but this was also um, around the time, like 2008 was when the recession hit, right? So, in in 2008, um, after doing the, the, the show at Hershey, I was trying to decide, like, what to do with myself. And mm -hmm. I ended up actually getting cast uh, as one of the leads in um, a new show. Um, from a Brooklyn-based dance company called Streb. Um, they were doing a, a subsidized off-Broadway production. Um, 
But right before we actually went into rehearsals, the recession hit and all their investors backed out. And so we all got cut loose before we even started. Oh. And so I said to myself, well, what now? God said, well, maybe go back to school. So I looked into Berkeley, I auditioned for Berkeley, made it into Berkeley and realized I don't really want to live in the city. Mm. I also called SRO back and said, hey, I was supposed to be in the show in New York, but I'm a free agent now. If you got any shows coming up for summer 2009. And they just so happened to be putting in a new show in Dollywood in Tennessee called Shikanahay. So I got uh, cast in the inaugural cast of that. And while I was here, I checked out the University of Tennessee. Um, there were a whole bunch of things about that summer contract that were kind of like interesting when you look at them. But, you know, it's that moment of revelation. You go back and go, oh, that was all God. Mm -hmm. um, I was on the short contract because I knew I wanted to go to school. I made it in to the University of Tennessee um into their music department and uh but i had to go part-time because i couldn't afford to go full-time being out of state okay until right, right. until <laughs> I'm, but god until <laughs> uh, but god exactly i i found an email that predated my application and that email said that i had to come to tennessee to do promotional photo shoots for this summer show Whoa. Which meant that my move was I had to move for work, which then immediately made me in-state and able to afford to go full-time. Oh, my goodness. Coupled with that, I was already on the short contract, but because I was only going part-time, I was trying to see if I could get my contract extended and just driving back and forth. You know, on the two days that I could go to school, you know, have my dark days coincide with my school days and then do the show and keep making money. But I had gotten injured right before my contract ran out, and I wasn't quite fully healed. And the producer was a little, um, you know, uh, precocious about putting me back in just just as of yet. Um, had he put me back in, like the whole going to full school full time thing would have been a disaster, right? But he didn't, you know. It's but God said, "Hey, no, I'm not going to let him put you back in because you are going to end up going full time," you know. Uh -huh. So just a, a lot of stuff. So I ended up in Tennessee to answer your question in a long way. Yeah. Um, through that same company that put me up in the shows uh, in Hershey Park in Pennsylvania, um, and then ended up going to the University of Tennessee um, and lived here for a couple years before other things happened. Uh huh. Okay. So now you're in Tennessee. What whereabouts in Tennessee are you? Well, I was at the time oh. um, in Knoxville. Okay, nice Currently, one. I am in Johnson City, but okay. that's not. <laughs> but that's not before having lived seven years in Louisiana and a year in Virginia Beach. So. Oh my God, <laughs> it goes on and on. Yeah, God does have a way of moving us around and, and where He wants us to be at the time He wants us to be there. So, in 2010, uh, Sarita came into your life. She did. Um, and this is another part of the God story. Um, yeah, let's hear this. <laughs> being at um, UT, uh, I was looking for a church. Um, being a gymnastics coach, I found a local gym that had multiple locations, and I thought I was applying to the one closest to campus. Turns out I was applying for the one in West Knoxville, um, but that's where they needed help anyway. So I ended up working over there. And between where I was um, living and work, there was a church called Faith Promise, a church that I would never have seen had I actually applied to the one closer to campus wow. and actually worked at that one. Um, 
So I end up going to um, to Faith Promise for a while. They they're big on the arts at that um, church, and so they had a dance team. And um, I was working on, in in 2010 on uh, the not so little drummer boy as a Christmas special uh-huh. uh, with with that church. And one of the dancers lives in the apartment next door to Sarita, and she had. Her name is Holly, and Holly had invited Sarita to church a couple times. Said, "Hey," um, and, but this was because my wife, woman well, now wife, um, would see her running off, and she's like, "Bye, going to dance practice at church." This is what Holly would say, and my wife, who's Puerto Rican and loves to dance, especially salsa, was like, "They've got a church that has a dance team." She's Whoa. like, "I gotta check this out." Yeah. So, um, so she eventually came to church. And uh, I was doing my normal Sunday thing, which is stand in the aisle where I have enough space to worship. Um, and she was doing her normal normal thing. Um, no slam. She knows this story. And I tell it you know, okay. like this in front of her face. But she was doing her normal thing of showing up late. And oh, yeah. so she, <laughs> but, uh, you know, her late is God's perfect timing because yep. she, she came in late and she saw my empty chair in the aisle. And she kind of just like slid in behind me and I saw the shadow slide in behind me and I turned around to see who sat in my chair. Um, she didn't realize like my Bible, my flip flops were under the chair already. She just saw an empty chair. Um, and you know, the whole rest of the worship set, like I was distracted. And what's really funny is this was like at a point in my life when I finally said, all right, I'm going to stop trying to find a relationship. You and me, God, you and me, God. And don't you know, God has a sense of humor and he's like, okay, now that you're just like focused on me, here she is. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Literally puts her in my chair. That's so uh, cool. He put her right in your chair. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> it's funny, but it's, but wow. I mean, he, I mean, uh, what an encouragement to those, anybody listening, uh, you're waiting for God to bring you that person. Just uh, focus on God and, 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 and have an empty chair ready. Yeah, where is it in in Matthew? Seek first like, yeah. the kingdom of God and all these things. Like literally, I can't tell you how immediate. Like within the day or week that I was like, "All right, I'm making this commitment." You and me, God, you, and then boom, there she is. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> that is that is so cool. Praise God for that. So then you guys ended up in uh, you uh, you and Sarita met uh, and ended up in Louisiana. We did, and so this is um, tied both to my tumbling gymnastics background and. Uh, what was known as the Hollywood of the South at the time, Governor Jindal, uh, well, actually, this was before Governor Jindal, um, the, the state was offering all kinds of tax incentives to film there. Oh, really? And so filmmakers from Hollywood were traveling to Louisiana for all the tax credits. Oh, um, didn't know that. And so, yeah, so, like there were some huge movies. Like, I don't know if you know um, uh, Lee Daniels, The Butler, that was shot in Louisiana. I've heard of like, that one. Some of the names on that, like uh, Oprah, Mar- Mariah Carey, yeah. Lenny Kravitz, Cuba Gooding Jr., Alan uh, Heckman, like the cast on that is tremendous. I was in it. I was one of the 1980s butlers uh, on, oh. on that show. Um, and so what happened is we went down there because we knew films were big, um, and I wanted to use my gymnastics background to do stunts. Um, and so we pursued the the movie industry for a little while. Um, didn't do as many stunts as I would have liked to on camera, at least as many big stunts. Yeah. Um, because a couple of years into our, our marriage, we were uh, surprised with our, our first. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
at that point, you know, kind of traveling around with the films um, to, to get jobs was not what God was calling us uh, to do, you know, with our first child. Right. Um, but that is what led us to Louisiana. And we, we fell in love both with the, the area and a lot of different people um, in the area. And so we ended up staying there for seven years. Um, yeah. Wow. It's a, and then you ended up back in Tennessee. So just moving right along here. So uh, that you, uh, again, I'm reading from your website, you officially established what you called First Key Creations as a vehicle to write and release music for competitive gymnastics, dances, dance plays, church productions, weddings, and instrumentalists. I, I, I love that. It'd be just... Uh, to be able to use, as you said, your your main gifting, as you as you kind of maybe you put it, um, uh, for of composing, and I think that that's uh, so. And it just it, let's elaborate on that. And also, have you had any uh, any compositions of yours like be, be be used in any major productions, films, et cetera, et cetera? Um, yeah. So. Uh First Key Creations, which uh, currently actually, um, it was dissolved when we came back to um, to, to Tennessee. Oh, okay. Um, but but I, I had used that LLC while I was in um, Louisiana. I see. And uh, I've had a lot of gymnasts use um, music I've written. Um, probably the most notable would be uh, Alicia Sacramone. Uh, she's a former Olympian. And uh, I guess the next biggest one would probably be Malia Mathis, who was an LSU um, gymnast, uh, which was actually really cool because we were living down there when she was using it. And we got to go to a gymnastics meet and I got to actually see her perform to my music live. So that was really kind of fun. Um, but as, as far as my music being used in major productions, not yet. Okay. But not yet. It, it's but, coming. But God, right. But God. Um, in, in fact, in a couple of weeks here, my wife and I are traveling uh, down to Atlanta to see um, a presentation of a, a new show called Montgomery, which is about the life of Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm, I'm one of several composers that contributed um, music uh, to that show. Uh, it's a think Broadway style, um, you know, stage production. So pending the life of that show uh, and the life of some other shows that I've got uh, some playwrights I collaborate with as their composer, you know, pending the life of those shows. And then of course my own uh, full length faith-based, you know, Broadway musical spectacle called legend city. Uh, as we kind of submit that to opportunities uh, for development and further production, you know, pending. Okay. Like, yeah, things, um, take yeah. off. That's in the next paragraph. Legend City, um, which let me read about that. Uh, you and your wife wrote the, their musical, Legend City, grew to re- become a nonprofit project aimed at giving underprivileged and at-risk youth opportunities to experience and learn the performing arts. So can you expand on that a little bit? Because I think uh, that's perking up some ears. Yeah, that that was a huge goal for the show, and it, it still is. While we were in Louisiana, um, we got a fiscal sponsorship through a company called Fractured Atlas. Um, I don't think they, they do those sponsorships anymore. It was another one of those things that kind of got um, you know put on the back burner when we came back to Tennessee. And the reason we came back to Tennessee was for me to finish school. I was actually only at UT for three years, um, and I was planning on finishing in Louisiana. Um, at LSU, 
while we were waiting for an in-state tuition at LSU, you know, we ended up with three kids instead. And then we would need help for me to go back to school and my wife to manage all of that and yeah. stuff. So her, her parents are here in Johnson City, which is how we initially ended up back here. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, for, for me, the goal of Legend City is still all of that. I don't know the exact path into that. Mm. Um, but we were coupled with a church healing place uh, when we were in Louisiana, and we actually served primarily in their outreach building um, called the Dream Center, which is in the more impoverished 70805 zip code. Um, and so we were around it, and we're like, okay, like how can we partner, you know, with this church and you know theaters and stuff, and actually like somehow, like I don't know, bus kids to this and have them stand side by side with. The technicians whether they're interested in lighting or sound or have them stand side by side with the performance if they're interested in singing right you know so that we would do performances kind of like as academic field trips for schools but also for you know um anybody <laughs> yeah. who, who who's at risk you know and and the at risk thing was a was a big outreach of healing place itself um already so we endeavored to kind of develop that and got in cahoots with uh, a bunch of different like artistic directors music directors and things um in louisiana and then like i said it kind of took a, a back burner when we came um back um to to tennessee but i i did end up finishing my degree um at uh, East Tennessee State University, and um, with my composition studies from UT, I took theater design and production courses at ETSU and have um, a, a Bachelor of Science in Interdisciplinary Studies in Music Theory, Composition, and Theater Design and Production. So I am fully outfitted you are. <laughs> to, take, to take all of the performing arts elements and put them together however God wants me to. And oh, so we're just cool. kind of waiting for him to to show us that next door with Legend City. And then, you know, I'm, I'm praying that those how Legend City comes about um, will still provide those opportunities for us to reach, you know, at risk youth. You are so, uh, yeah, you said you, you are so poised and equipped and ready. Um, and you're a great example of, uh, well, I don't know, just God leading you to, you know, over the years to, to be ready, to, to take advantage of the opportunities that he's given you to prepare. And I think that's, uh, that's something that everybody needs to um, pay attention to when God opens those doors. And was there ever a time, and, and let me, okay, let me just do this uh, before I hope I don't lose that train of thought. Legend City, um, and there is a website, justinreina.com is your uh your website justin reina r-a-y-n-a dot com uh so if you guys uh want to go there that would be really great just wait till this interview is over and then go there uh legend legend dash city guys check that out because that that is really cool um and we'll we'll offer we'll, we'll provide the uh this contact information again before we get done but uh see now justin i, f- I forgot my train of thought already but no um but there's got to be so many uh well youth kids adults who um have that uh i don't know maybe desire 
Or maybe they don't know they have the desire yet or the gifting. And I like what you said about, you know, whether it's, um, whether it's in the acting, whether it's in, you know, the behind the scenes, the lighting, the sound, all of that stuff that is involved in a theatrical production. I, I just, I find that very fascinating myself. Um, so I'm sure that there's got to be so many, and you've, and I'm sure you've, you've already run across uh, people like that, that have, uh, that have expressed interest. So, you know, our hope and prayer is that God will certainly open lots of doors for, for you. Um, and do you feel like, um, like when you, God opened those doors for you, right? And, and now he's asking you to open those doors for others. Is that? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and even in, in the little things, uh, a quick curious story, but obviously it's a, it's a but God story. Sure. Um, uh, when I retired from coaching gymnastics, um, I had switched into full-time music production so I could focus on, you know, helping artists and creatives, you know, whether I'm composing for a playwright or, you know, a lyricist or an artist. Um, and, and I think it some of that was like burnout from teaching. But I had also gotten away from teaching on several other occasions, whether I was doing uh, a live show for a period of time for a season. Um, but somehow like, God keeps always pulling me back to teaching, you know, and I know the Bible says like each one of you has a gift. Right. If it's teaching, let him teach, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't deny that part in in me um there are sometimes as a human where like personally i'm like i don't want to teach right now you know mm. but god has gifted me to do it so let me use the gifts he's given me and my music production you know was taking off to where i could fully support the family doing only that and so that was I'll be honest, it, it was nice and maybe a, a little bit of a vanity. I'm not saying God's okay. not using it still, but That's maybe a little blessing, bit of a, but right, right. Gotcha. Uh, of, a, of a vanity. And so I believe like at a certain point, he allowed that to dwindle to the point where like I had to get another job of some kind. Just so happens uh, a local, like 10 minutes from my studio, um, private Christian school called Providence needed a percussion instructor. Wow. And one of the one of the girls that I go to Sunday school with, like she actually works there uh, in the English department. And, you know, I, at first I couldn't get through because they were doing some restructuring and the person who was supposed to answer the email didn't work there anymore. And so I, I talked to this girl. I'm like, you work at Providence, don't you? I said, I applied for this because they said this, but nobody's reaching out. I was like, oh, nobody got that email. So she got me connected to the right people. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I went in, talked to them. They told me what the position was, how much it paid. And when I saw how much it paid, I was kind of like, I, 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 for the amount of time it would take to do what you're saying, like, I can't do that. And I, but I said, let me pray about it for a couple of days. So I prayed about it for a couple of days. And you know, I called back and said, you know, what I feel like God is saying right now is don't be distracted by shiny objects. And I forget if it was later the same day or the next day, but the headmaster of the school called me and said, Here's what we can offer you, and it was like triple what <laughs> what they had originally had, what the job description originally was. Um, like after I had done my interview and everything else and and stuff, um, and so like God, a couple of things happened. The first thing was He let everything dwindle so that He could put me back in teaching where I belong. Yeah. Right? Um, for his purposes, not mine. Is it frustrating some days? Absolutely. But never tire of doing what is good, the Bible Amen. says, right? 
So um, that was the, fir- the first thing. The second thing that happened was he said, listen to me. And I listened and said, sorry, I can't be distracted by shiny objects. That's what God told me. And then they came back with an object that was shinier. But that wasn't like, okay, well, now that it's that much shinier, I'm going to go do it. Okay. My spirit changed. Like I felt my spirit change in me when that came back. And I felt that as an affirmation that God was like, you listen to me when I said, don't, don't be distracted at first. Mm. Now I'm telling you it's okay. Because okay. you listen to me, I rewarded you with this difference, right? B- obedience is always followed by a blessing. Always, always. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, there, there I am. I'm, I'm back in, back in teaching, um, and you know, working with kids. You yeah. know, to circle all the way back to those you know who are interested in the arts, and in this case, you know, specifically um, percussion. So we'll mm. see where all of that goes. Oh, but yeah. I, I feel like. The school itself may become a partner in some of these greater things as we go along. Ah, okay. There would be another benefit, another blessing of being obedient. Get God put you, maybe maybe putting you right where you need to be to uh, get that those additional blessings. Yeah, to make those things happen. Wow, that that is awesome. And uh, so. Yeah, so again, we, we hope and we, we pray. I mean, I'm sure that God will, will uh, put all those pieces in place. And like we said, Justin, all we have to do is look back and say, okay, God's he's been faithful here, 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 and here, and he's not going to stop now. <laughs> right, amen. Amen, amen. So, um, so as you have, um, I mean, just looking at the whole, looking back at the whole picture of all that God has has done in your life, uh, in you, in you, and your and your and your family, uh, personally, uh, musically, and all the all the, uh, the the arts and things. What's maybe one big, uh, I don't know, challenge, struggle that you have faced? that uh, maybe just uh, made you really discouraged, maybe uh, maybe almost maybe made you want to quit. Uh, and, and the reason I'm asking this is because I think maybe there's somebody out there that's, that's listening right now, Justin, and they're thinking, you know, wow, that, that's great for him. God did all that stuff in his life and opened all those doors. But, but, you know... <laughs> But that's not happening for me. So, any thoughts there, Justin? Um, well, first, if he can do it in mine, he can do it in yours. And, th- like, that's in half of the one breath. And in the other half of, of the same breath, like, there there will always be um, a struggle. There will always be an obstacle. Um, and some, some of that is human nature, uh, people around us, you know, and people who don't know God or don't know Jesus. Um, I mean, Jesus said the whole world will hate you because of me. And so sometimes when we're trying to do things that are faith-based, uh, the, the gatekeepers of the earthly realm that yeah. will get things out in front of the masses, um, they won't open the doors. Uh, but they're God's doors, so he'll open them th- despite them. Um, but I I struggle with, and I and always, always have, uh, with time. And, and it's not necessarily time management. I'm very organized. I know exactly, you know, like what my schedule is, but, but trying to figure out, you know, the ways I can be, allow myself to be more uh, interrupted for God's purposes and less focused on mine without feeling discouraged. Like, I'm, if, if I go do this, 
I'm not going to get this done because mm. I believe that the work I'm doing in the studio is God's call. But God also calls us again to obedience. So if while I'm doing God's work, God says, okay, you can stop that and come do this. I need to be ready to, to listen um, to that. But it, I, I'm working on a song actually currently. Um, it's not out yet. Uh, part of my, my Christian hip hop releases the, the whole project called Not Against Flesh and Blood. But this particular song is called Destiny. Um, and there's a verse in it that says, I'm not condoning it. This human nature in me, tired of him postponing it. Timelines were never my thing. Why should I be the one controlling it? Knowing it, only throwing it so within, I got to grip my teeth, the whole approach. Like, if if I try to force it too soon, it's going to be a lot harder to do than if I just wait on God. Mm, yes. um, but, I, but I still struggle with that as a human. I'm like... God, it's been this many years, you know. Well, and then he goes, yeah, but for Sarah, she was 80. You're only 41, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, like, the, the, the timelines are there. He will be faithful. I don't know when he'll be faithful. And that's, that, I think, is, is one of the, um, the hardest parts, you know. Uh, and, and then also using the discernment uh, to figure out at any given moment of any given day what I should be most focused on um that's not always clear so sometimes i just have to pray that whatever wisdom i i have makes a good choice and that that faithfully honors god um and in a lighter sense one of the things i struggle with is that my wife believe it or not doesn't like all of my music no way <laughs> no she she's she's super she she just has a different taste she just has a different taste palette um you know but it's funny because she'll listen to it and she'll be like yeah, that's not my favorite one, you know? And I'm like, oh, I love this song. <laughs> you know, I get so inspired by the things that I create, you know? And, and brother, goes, I, brother, I am with you all the way. Don't tell my wife, but it's exactly the same thing. That's not my favorite. <laughs> so... And but I, yeah, I no, come up from a studio and I'll say, oh, this this is going to be a great song. She'll says, she says her, 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 her comment, I'll say, oh, you say that about them all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. Our wives are our biggest fans and our biggest critics, aren't they, sometimes? Yeah. But yeah, but for for those of out there listening, you know, if your struggle is either it's not happening for me, like, that's your present situation. You know, Paul writes, you know, these light and momentary troubles are building up for us a glory that far outweighs them all. You know, so stay stay faithful uh and if you don't know christ if you don't know god get faithful you know get to know him you know find your nearest pastor christian somebody you can talk to uh and find out about that because even if he still doesn't do it right away the fact that you know him will give you the grace and when I say grace, I'm talking about its primary form of empowerment, like the ability to. Like grace is the ability to. It will give you the grace, the empowerment to push through and to be patient and to run the race, even though it feels like you're never going to make it across the finish line. Good words. Um, yeah. 
Very good words, Justin. Thank you. We we often need to remind ourselves, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll remind uh, maybe you and I. Uh, I need to be reminded of this, and I might remind our listeners to uh, remember the why. Remember why we're doing this. And all too often, uh, I don't know about you, Justin, but even for myself, I confess here that sometimes I'm I slide over to being all about the music rather mm. than being all about him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote a similar sentiment in one of my other Christian hip-hop songs called Paul. I won't give it away on on the interview here, but okay. if you want to hear what I say about that, you know. Okay. Um, go go check out Paul. and. Uh, okay, yep. Amen. Well, well, that leads us very much, uh, as, as we finish up here, it leads us very well into letting people know uh, how to get a hold of you and where what they should know about uh, uh, finding out more about you and all that you do. So why don't you share that for with us? Yeah, my, my website, justinreyna.com. Uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook, which... Believe it or not, let me see here. <laughs> I know my own address. Um, I forget if it's just Justin Reyna or if it's, um, let's mm-hmm. see, if it's got any number. Yeah, okay, so mm-hmm. facebook.com forward slash justin.reyna. Uh, I'm also on, on Instagram and, and TikTok. Um, but you have to spell it correctly, R-A-Y-N-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, I'm the only Justin R-A-Y-N-A. Uh, if you spell it with an E, You'll find a whole bunch of other people that are not me. If you right, spell it you. with an A, it's me. Okay, R-A-Y-N-A, yes, okay. And we'll, uh, uh, friends, you're, if you're hearing this, I want to remind people, if you're hearing this on Notes by a Radio right now, the artist, it's the Artist Insight uh, interview program, Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays at 8 p.m. every week. Uh, if you're hearing it on the radio and you want to hear this interview again, just go to your favorite podcast site, whether, for example, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Type in the word Notespire, N-O-T-E-S-P-I-R-E, and you'll find all of our podcasts, including this one. Uh, and you can hear this interview anytime you want, download it, whatever. And uh, Justin, we'll make sure that in the notes we have um, your contact information, including the correct spelling of of Reina. Yeah. <laughs> so, great. So, uh Justin, any any final thoughts for our listeners you'd like to share before we wrap up? God is faithful always. That's that's the whole thing, you know? Mm. Jesus saves and God is faithful always. Yep. Love that. Love that. And all we got to do is look backwards and see all the Look back a little bit, and we can see how he's been faithful, and he will continue to be. I love that the old hymn it says, "Great is Thy faithfulness." Amen. Mm-hmm. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Amen. Well, Justin, thank you so much. You, you've, it's. I know we could go on and on. There's been so. There's so much that you have uh, that God has done. I'm, I'm going to say. I was going to say that you've done, but I know God has done in you and through you. And thank you for sharing uh, so much of that with us today. We uh, again, we hope and pray, pray the bless, uh, the best for you, the blessings that God uh, will continue to uh, endorse. God will continue to open for you and your family and uh, Legend City. I encourage people to check that out. And uh, we oh, we didn't touch. Well, we'll just touch this real quick. Just uh, multi-album anthology uh, prolific. Prolific. Uh, give yes. us give us a real short thirty second version on that. 
All right. So we started writing Legend City in 2012. By 2017, after five years of Daily Grind on that show, we needed a break. So in order to take a break and do something that didn't require as many outside people and influences, my wife says, hey, why don't you take all of your music and start finishing and releasing some of the stuff you've already written over the last 20 years? Cool. So I sectioned them off into um, like these short compilations, like these eight songs or these 13 songs, like they all work well together in these kind of slightly different styles. Uh, there will be five total volumes when finished. Um, in Intensify was the first one that was released and it's um, contemporary instrumental rock, um, kind of like Yanni slash Dream Theater uh, slash Cirque du Soleil. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Brighton is the second one. It's a little bit uh, less heavy, distorted guitars, more major keys, less odd meters, but still same, just orchestral instrumental music. Yeah. Um, and then we will have Classify to follow, which is kind of neoclassical music. If you know the uh, opening theme song to Downton Abbey, um, similar in style oh, yeah. to some of that. Um, and then we will have Enliven, which is more like the jazz Latin um, big band style music. Uh, so these are just different genres I write in. All of these will be instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, and volume five is uh, still kind of TBD because I, I've okay. got a couple different ideas of what can go on it. And it may just become an eclectic mix of all the other things that don't fit in the first four. There, that, that, which will be, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah. You got to have a place for that stuff. It's like, like the junk drawer in the kitchen where you put everything. Right. Like yeah. for, for the one for the one harmonica hoedown that I wrote, you know? All right. Like, yeah. Throw that on there with, with yeah. um, EDM or something. That's that, right. You know, yeah. Things that I only did one of. Okay. The one-offs, right. Yeah. You can call it the one-offs. There you go. There you go. All right, Justin, thank you so much for sharing. Hey, we'll, maybe what, uh, let's do this again sometime and catch up and, uh, and get an update from you. But in the meantime, we thank you so much for being with us and, uh, give your best, give our best to your wife and, uh, the kids and, uh, we'll talk to you again sometime. We'll do that. Thank you so much, Paul. Okay, Justin, God bless you. Bye-bye. You as well. Bye. Thanks for listening to Notes by Your Radio Artist Insight. We hope you've enjoyed the program today. And join us next time when we again bring you a unique look into the lives, music, and ministries of Christian artists. Here on Notes by Your Radio Artist Insight.